Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 51 of Bleeding Blue. And today, David and I will have a very relaxing episode where we get excited for the start of training camp next week, share some podcast announcements, and overall, just catch up and relax. So, without further ado, let's bleed blue. David, very quick intro today. Yeah, you uh, right to the point. Yeah, short, sweet, right to the point. I'm usually a person that likes to work around words and procrastinate just like I'm doing right now just make, to get to a central thought. You make words work for you, Justin. Words are sometimes very tough. You're their master. Words are very tough. When, it, when I maybe go a week without sitting in front of a microphone – Especially at the start of an episode, I could have a really, really difficult time with words. That's what I'm here for. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. How are you, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm doing well. I uh, spent some time in, in lovely South Jersey uh, this weekend. Were you, uh, were you in the part of South Jersey that shouldn't be counted as a part of New Jersey and should just be in Pennsylvania? Yes. Okay, great. Okay, well, I'm glad Westville, we're on the same page. If anybody was wondering. Um, Where? Westville, New Jersey. It's right, right over the uh, Walt Whitman Bridge in lovely southwestern New Jersey. Mm. So I did, did that. Came up here. We're recording this very late, Justin. Yeah, this it's is a it's, late recording session. It's kind of late. Um, Justin was at the Yankee game today. He is a terrible fan. Now, da- all right, David, I have to ask you a question. Am I a terrible fan? Yes. I have tickets for the Yankee. Oh, yes, yes, I am. I have tickets for the Yankee game today. And it's a one o'clock game. And as you know, we've already discussed how I'm a disgusting person and I hate the and I hate the heat and I hate the outside world and I sweat. So we had tickets to the game. And I also have access to the Pepsi suite. So for the entire game, Renato and I, my my dear friend Renato, we just sat in the Pepsi suite and we had a hell of a time. So my well, terrible fan for not going out and experiencing the baseball game. No, that that's overrated. You were there. You, mm-hmm. you were still part of the atmosphere, still part of the environment. And, you know, is this, is this your, your most shining accomplishment as a fan? Definitely not. It's probably day to forget. But you, ha- you go to enough games where you'll make it up. So yeah. I, I have no problem with you taking a, taking a day off and just having, kicking back and having a good time. It was really nice to just sit there, and it was cool. I was not sweating. And literally, there's an exit. Exit to the stadium is right outside the Pepsi suite. So we walked out, 
And we exited, we got on the subway. It wasn't that crowded. We got in a good spot. It was, it was beautiful, beautiful. Um, I got really mad. I got really, really mad at Marcus Stroman. And I had an old man moment today where Marcus Stroman's obviously on the trade. You know, he's, he's someone that the Yankees could possibly trade for at the deadline. And I'm like, I don't want any part of Marcus Stroman in pinstripes because I had an old man moment where he's a cocky, whiny bitch, and I don't like him. He made I saw your tweet. Yeah. He like made a scene. He was not doing he was doing all right, but he was kind of struggling. So he made more of a scene on the mound, which resulted in me in getting more upset, even though the Yankees were winning. So it, it was I had a I I had such an old man moment today. I mean Justin if there's something that our listeners at this point should understand, it's that you're you're whiny, you're you're a complainer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's fine. It's just who you are, and and we've come to love it, and I and I love you for it. But I mean, you you can be a little, for lack of a better term, bitchy. I I am bitchy, but I think a but I think a podcast host has to be a little bitchy. I would beg to differ, but it, it works for us. It works for us and for yes. our fan base, hopefully. I'm bitchy and you're lovey. Yeah, we'll we'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. Okay. Housekeeping. Let's let's do that. Housekeeping. Follow us on the Twitters. David, since he is the more lovey co-host, you can follow him on Twitter at David Double Underscore Powis. Please follow David on Twitter. It's, yeah, you know, it's... you know, I I want to start a campaign, Justin. Mm-hmm. Because I'm tired of you doing better on Twitter than I do. Well, you don't tweet. It's because I don't have the motivation because I feel like my my tweets are going to fall on deaf ears. All right. So if you get more followers, you'll start tweeting. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So get the, the numbers are going up for this podcast. People, if they come, people I will build it. If they come. <laughs> but I'm not wasting my damn time for nothing. Wow. Wow, David. So you just you just expect things to be handed to you. And not work hard, you know. I I started out with nothing, David. I started out with nothing. I all right. We're get, we're getting a this is this is a, like subtly political. We're 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 going down a path that I think once you go down, you can't turn around. It started off as genuine, but then it started <laughs> to subtly get political, and I'm gonna stop it. I, I'll meet our listeners halfway. I will I will begin tweeting a little bit more. But I but you know, come on, show you show, show both of us some love. You know, yeah, the, the numbers are going up. So David, David needs followers. And especially if David's your favorite co-host out of, out of the both of us, then you need to, you need to show him love. Um, follow me on Twitter at jpenix 74 Follow the podcast on Twitter at bleeding double underscore blue. We now have 55 five-star ratings on the Apple podcast app. Fantastic. Thank you so much. It is fantastic that we now are at 51 episodes and we have 55 ratings. I did not think that we would be at this point and I'm very proud of it. And I want to thank you all. So please continue to do so because when we search giants podcast in the search bar, what I want. And one day my goal is that our podcast is going to show up first when you search for New York giants podcast. So boom. Jimmy Kroll, who, if you're a very, very long-time listener, he was on the early days of the Giants podcast. Jimmy Kroll and myself, we just released a positional value blog where we attempted to predict the NFL divisional results based off of our 
positional value pyramids and the averages that came from that. So a lot of that does not make sense as I'm describing it. It's because you have to go on the Bleeding Blue website, which is if you Google Bleeding Blue Web Node, W-E-B-N-O-D-E, if you Google that, our website will come up, read our blog, and let me know what you think. And that's all I'm going to say about that. It certainly caused some controversy on Twitter, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Oh, we need to mention something. Yes. Justin. And now, as you said in the intro, this is going to be a relaxed conversation. Which yes. Is, which is why I don't mind uh, interrupting your housekeeping. Sure. We we now have we're, we're getting friends. We're making friends on Twitter. You and I. Oh, well, oh, in yes. high places. Yes. Um. I mentioned with Nikki Snacks, our conversation with Nikki Snacks. Uh, shout out to Nikki Snacks. He's absolutely a fantastic guy. Go follow him on Twitter, at Snacks underscore BDGE. I'm proud of myself that I remember that Twitter that handle. Yeah. That was impressive. Um, we have no notes on that um, to, to our listeners. No, I can, no, there are no, no notes on that. That was off the top. Thank you. My brain works for some things. Yeah, don't I know it. I mentioned last week that Pro Football Focus followed me on Twitter and they gave me a little bit of retweet. And that was such a high honor because basically that entire uh, NFL positional value blog that we just submitted and the whole NFL positional value pyramid thread that I did was all relying on Pro Football Focus and Pro Football Focus grades. And that was like such a high honor that they would follow me like that when they're when they don't follow everybody. Also, Cody Latimer is our best friend. Cody yeah. Latimer, Cody Latimer, and like his family <laughs> likes our <laughs> tweets. His aunt has liked a few of my tweets. Cody Latimer, I don't, I don't even add him, and he, you know, he, I guess he just searches his name and he sees that his name comes up, and you know, I compliment him. And David and I are campaigning for him to be the number three wide receiver, uh, de- deservingly so. You know, not a not a shot to Corey Coleman, but we just feel like he's going to fit the team and what we want to do a lot more. Um, and Elijah and Penny. Say, yeah, and Elijah, Elijah Penny. Elijah Penny, too, gave uh, gave one of the videos in my offensive 2019 expectation slash rewatching every single 2018 offensive snap breakdown. He gave uh, one of those videos a retweet, and that got some traction, and that was, uh, that was pretty cool. So uh, we're going to – oh, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I said we were going to make shirts with the uh, – with the phrase "the fullback is underrated" on it, David, would like you wear that. would you wear one of those shirts that says absolutely? That? Especially because uh, when I was in high school, uh, I did not play football. But when I when I was in high school, people at, told me I should play high school, and I said, "Well, I don't know what position I play. I'm little. I don't really. I'm not overly athletic. You know, I'm not really built for it." And they said, "No, you'd be a perfect fullback." Mm. And in my head, I was thinking to myself, "Who the hell wants to be a fullback?" And you know what? I I think. I think the fullback's coming back. I think crazy people want to be a fullback. You have to be an ins- you have to be insane. Yeah, just like well, no more insane than a linebacker. Right, but I mean those those two positions. I think linebacker and fullback, even more than running back, because running back, you know, you can kind of be nifty and shifty and you know shy away from contact at times. Linebacker and fullback, there there is no shying away from contact. How about gunner? Oh, well, uh, no. Well, special teams, again, special teams is a whole nother level of A gunner psychotic. is literally, the, the coach goes and tells the gunner, it's time to use yourself as a, as a human missile. <laughs> Run as fast as you can and slam into that person as hard as you can. See what you can do. I hated, I, I was a very good long snapper. When I played football, like, I, oh, you know, I'll, here we go. Just in the miniseries. Here we go. I'll, uh, 
I'll admit, one. you know, I was definitely more of a technique guy as an offensive lineman. I was very good with my technique. I was very good with my regimen and working out, but it was the aggression part that I was kind of missing a little bit. I was a much more of a, of a methodical football player than a than um than an aggressive one. But long snapping, I had that down. And if there's kind of one regret of me leaving football, it's that I I could have literally pursued a Division one scholarship with just snapping a ball. But I could have been Zach Diossi. I could have been Zach Diossi. But instead, but instead, I'm here talking about football, and <laughs> I hated, hated because the long snapper could go like you snap the ball, you could go, and I hated being the first one down. I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to knock somebody's block off, and I really don't want to do that because I would like to have my head intact as well. <laughs> it was just a crazy. I don't think I ever made a special teams tackle. <laughs> oh come on, Justin. <laughs> I don't think I ever did. I I was very good at long snapping, very good at getting the ball back there, but never made a special team tackle. Okay. I kind of mentioned at the end of last episode that you're going to be hearing a lot of David and I moving forward. And what I meant by that was starting July 30th, all the way until the day before the 2019 season starts, week one. So all the way up until September 7th, you will be hearing from David and I six days a week, almost every single day. And we will be doing what we are going to be calling previewing the Giants, which is going to be every single day besides Sunday. There will be many episodes previewing players, each significant player on the Giants roster. So what? how we have it basically calculated in our brains right now is 29 episodes. We will have one regular episode every week. We may have two episodes a week, depending on if the news is flowing, depending on like what's happening. And if that's the case, if we have two regular episodes in a week, we will then release a mini episode on a Sunday. So basically what we're looking at right now and what we are planning is that five days a week, we will have mini episodes. The sixth day, the sixth episode of the week will be a regular, you know, 50-minute, hour-long episode like we're usually doing. Now, I want to be transparent. Talking Yanks does their player profile and projections. This is basically that idea. You know, obviously, David and I are going to make it our own. Talking Yanks and John Boy, um, I'm, I look at John Boy as a role model and somebody or a reason why I started this podcast and I want to start building a community with the New York football giants and a bleeding blue community. I look to him as a source for inspiration. So I understand that this idea and especially talking giants, which is under the John boy media network is also going to be doing this. So I'm just being transparent about that. You know, we, this is not something that just came out of the blue for us. This is something that we have been working on for a few weeks. Now we are going to start recording them very shortly so this isn't something that just because Talking Giants did announce it a couple days ago, we're like, oh, we're going to do that too, and we're just going to hop on board. This has been something that has been in the works for the entire summer. So I do want to be just transparent about that, and I hope that you're excited for that because it's going to be a very, very fun summer, especially breaking down training camp every single week, but also breaking down every single significant Giants player on this roster in 2019. Natural pause for you to say something. <laughs> David, are you excited to break down these players and have these mini episodes? I am excited. I'm, I'm excited to go through very specific guys. 
I mean, Justin, I'm sure you and I know what the, what our schedule looks like, you know, you know, who we're doing when, and there are certain days that you're looking at it and you're thinking to yourself, uh, not really sure what I can say about this guy. Obviously we're not going to, we won't say who those players are because we want everyone to pay attention to every episode, but there are other episodes that we look at. And I'm sure at least I know, uh, for instance, I'm very excited about Evan Ingram, very excited about talking about the young corners on this team. Very excited about talking about somebody like a Lorenzo Carter or a Tay Davis excited about those, Mm -hmm. about those episodes. And I think, you know, especially I'm and I'm not saying that you and I are are you know football savants and we understand every little in and out. We are not of every player, and I think we're pretty transparent about that. Yes, we are. But I think if you, if you give the time to paying attention to every player as the season gets going, you know, week one comes around and you know what you're looking for. You know exactly what you're looking for. You know who you're watching, and hopefully, you and I can give a good enough projection of what the X factors are and what, what we should all be watching for and what this, this team's barometers are. So, so I think hopefully these mini episodes will be able to give our listeners ahead of time a little bit more of an idea of important things to be watching as the year goes on and, and as training camp especially winds down. What should we be excited for? Uh, who are we paying attention to? Mm-hmm. And what do we think is important for this team to be successful? You mentioned the excitement factor. I'm honestly like I look up and down this list and I'm like, okay, this episode may be like a little bit of a boring one, you know, kind of just like you've been doing, David. You look at players like, oh, I'm excited to preview this player. I'm excited to, you know, maybe less excited. But I'm going to be honest. I don't know if this is going to be an every year thing where I, I might feel this way, but every single episode, I'm like, you know, there is something about this player that is extremely compelling heading into 2019. And you can say whether it's, you know, that's a, that's a testament to the way that the roster was constructed, especially with the hall. I think the giants got in this draft this year, where how I think that's changed the game and it's changed the way I think that we're approaching this 2019 season. But I'm kind of looking at this, like, you know, are there episodes that are going to be more popular than others? Are there episodes that are going to be really big bangers? Like, oh, this episode's going to be a banger. Or this episode is going to be a dud. I'm not really going into this saying, oh, this episode's going to be a dud because I feel like there's legitimately something that is extremely interesting that you can pull from every single player that you know we're planning on talking about. Very pumped. I am very pumped to have these mini episodes um, and just really just to get to know these guys more. You know, we're not just going to be talking about, you know, we're again, we're fans and we're fans of a football team and we bleed blue. Right. So we're not just going to be talking about all oh, like everything's going to be so uptight and there's going to be a lot of stats that are going to be involved. But we're going to try to get to know these players. That's also going to be something that we're trying to do as well. Um, so we're ho- we hope that you're excited for that. All right, so what we're going to do now, we are a part of a media network called the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. And what that entails, um, what one of the things that we are going to be doing is that we are going to be advertising other podcasts within our media network. So we are going to take that break right now. All of these advertisements will be 30 seconds. So we really encourage you to listen to these advertisements, and check out some of these really awesome podcasts on the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. We're going to take that break right now. 30 seconds. 
name is Michael Pals, and I am the host of the Jet Up Bleeding Green podcast here on the Big Heads Media Network. You can also find me anywhere. You can download iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can find me. I am there. I will bring you my opinions on the latest Jets news and information every week here on the Jet Up Bleeding Green podcast. All right, welcome back. We hope you can check out Jet Up slash Bleeding Green. They really do a good job covering the New York football Jets, which I hate saying. I hate saying that. It's ugly. That that's not. It just it just flows so much better for the New York Football Giants. Yeah. All right. So as I as you as I kind of prefaced last week, and also as I kind of prefaced right before our right before our break, we've joined the Big Heads Media Podcast Network, and basically what that means is that. Nothing much is going to change on our end. Frankly, our overall goal is to expand with them and with their help, and it's going to be a a very big mutual kind of effort. And what we're kind of hoping to do with them is most notably, I would say, David, we want to get some shirts going. We want to get some merchandise. We want to get some shirts going. We have a nice little base of people that listen to us, and we thank you so much. Um, but we kind of we kind of want to try to keep growing and expanding. And one of the big things that they're going to be providing for us is possibly merchandise, and we're going to get that going. Hopefully, my goal is by the time the season starts. That's my goal in my brain. But once per episode, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking that little quick little commercial break, the 30 seconds advertising another awesome podcast within our media network family. And that's basically it. That's all that's going to be different on our end for Bleeding Blue. David, do you have anything to say about uh, Big Heads Media? Uh, no, except for we should drop their uh, Twitter handle. They are at Big Heads Media. Boom. Follow them. Show them love. Tell them Bleeding Blue sent you, and go listen to a lot of awesome, wonderful podcasts. There we go. All right, David. Let's talk some Giants now that we're 20 minutes in. That was some serious housekeeping. That was, I would say uh, the house is kept. Yeah, I would say the house is kept, and I want to talk training camp. I want to just sit back. I want to relax, and I want to talk about the New York football Giants. I want to talk about the training camp, and this is kind of be kind of maybe like the framing question, and we could touch on a bunch of things from here. Max, our buddy Max in our fantasy football league, our Bleeding Blue Fantasy Football League, uh, he asked a very interesting question. I did a ask a question thing on Instagram, and he asked this question, and then I answered it. And I thought this is a great question to talk about on the podcast. From this football team, David, what will be the biggest surprise slash upside? Okay, so this could be either a player or a unit. And what is the biggest hold your brakes? So, like, hold your horses, haze for horses. So, let's talk about this, you know, heading into training camp. And biggest surprise, biggest upside, biggest hold your brakes. Go. Well, we, you and I talked a little bit, a little while ago about how, Justin, you were talking about the looking at our schedule of when we're doing our, our episodes previewing players. Mm-hmm. And you said, really up and down the entire schedule. There's nobody that you're that you're kind of not looking forward to doing. You're looking forward to getting into all of the episodes. And I think the main reason for that, at least in my opinion, is as I look at this team, the way it's constructed right now, and maybe you can, you can make me think of a team in the past that, that is like, it is this more than this year, but 
I can't think of a, of a Giants team we've had in the past couple of years that is as high a potential ceiling and as low as a potential floor as this team. That's a great point. From, from top to bottom. If, if, if everything clicks the way that it could, and obviously every year for every team, if everything goes perfectly, then yeah, they're going to be competitive. But for this team, if everything clicks the way that it very well could, so so I'm, I'm kind of answering, I think, both parts of the question in this answer. You have the young, young secondary, who if I had to pick one place on the team to kind of hold the brakes, it's the secondary. Because you don't know what you have for a lot of it. Um, obviously, all the talent in the world is there. All of the upside is there. That could be the strongest unit on the team. But all you need is for a guy like Janoris Jenkins to go down early in the year. Now you're you got rookies, rookies, one year guy playing, you know, every snap, not in positions that they're they're comfortable, not that things they're not ready for. And you're looking at a weakness with future upside, potentially. You go to the receiving core. The receiving core is probably one of the bigger question marks on the team. Can Sterling Shepard be a number one? Will Golden Tate is Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard are they two are they mirror images of each other or, or are they sep, can do they have different skill sets? Can they bring some more um, variety to the offense? Where in the world do we get production from a number three receiver? Can Evan Ingram stay healthy this year? If all these things happen, the offensive line, of course, forget it. Does that d- does the new offensive line work? Who is the right tackle? If those things, if, <laughs> if if these things happen, I you know I'm I always probably come out on the more uh, optimistic and uh, rah rah side of things than you do, Justin. But based on, like you said, based on the off season, there's more reason I think for optimism based on this past off season than there was before the off season began based on this off season. I don't see a reason why you can't look at the schedule, look at the way the roster is constructed and say, if ever, if things go really well and more, more of those question marks turn into strengths or at least they, they turn into production. You're looking at a 10-1 football team. If some of those other things happen and, and some of those pump-your-break areas on the team really become really pump-the-breaks, you're looking at a 5-win team. It's really – the and, and forget the quarterback situation. That I'm, not mm-hmm. even, I'm not even bringing up the quarterback situation. So I, I think that this is a, a long way to say it's really, really hard to say what you've got with this team because there's so – I really believe there's a lot of talent and a lot of reason to be excited. It's just a matter of where does it click. So if I had to pick one person, I want to stick with one person because I've talked a lot about units. If if I had to pick one player that I'm excited for, it's Evan Ingram. In my opinion, behind Saquon Barkley, he is the next most dynamic player on the Giants offense. I think he has the the most natural skill set. I love Sterling Shepard. I love Golden Tate. I really like Cody Latimer. Obviously, Saquon is... A, a man amongst boys, but I think Evan Ingram, if he can stay healthy, uh, he's going to have a lot more targets his way this year. Um, you know, he's he's had a drop problem since he came into the league, but he's yet to play a full season. So I really think if he can stay healthy and really settle into an offense that works, I'm really excited to see what he can do. 
Okay. So I'm that glad was a you very long answer. I'm glad you at least addressed one thing, David, instead of just dancing around a question. <laughs> well, I did. I finally got there. You finally got there. You finally got there. All right, but I, I kind of have some f- more more formulated thoughts now. That was awesome. Like that. Like and those things need to be addressed. And I love the point of. And I agree with you. This could be. I tend to lean more that this is a six to seven win football team. That's where I am right now. I, I don't think I've actually came out and said it. Maybe I've said it on Twitter, but in my brain, I see that this team is better than last year's team, but it could be a six, seven, eight win, I think is the, the ceiling. Now, let me that, ask you something. That's my opinion, but hold on, hold on. Before, before because I, I kind of don't like, because that, that's what I feel like this team is, but I want to give my reasons for why okay, I'm going to be ahead. optimistic rather than just poo-pooing on everything. The biggest surprise I think this year is going to be the pass rush. It's arguably the second most concerning thing. Now, linebackers are obviously a part of both the linebacking court, the inside linebacking court, and then the outside linebacking court are part of the pass rush and arguably the quote-unquote defensive line. I'd say in my in our positions, positions of concern. In no particular order, it's right tackle, inside linebacker, outside linebacker. Would you agree with that? Those three are right the tackle, most concerning. Inside linebacker, outside linebacker. Yeah. Would you agree that's the most concerning position groups heading into 2019? I would I would maybe not go inside linebacker, outside linebacker. I would probably say outside linebacker and true pass rusher. Okay, well, yeah. Outside, I mean, outside linebacker is primary edge rusher. So it's like well, the same thing. not necessarily. In a three-four, yes. Marcus Golden, Kareem Martin, Lorenzo Carter, all those guys are, and our man OX, all those guys are just going to be, you know, they're, I, they, they do, they play in coverage, but they're primary edge rushers. Okay, all right, fair. So, tomato, so tomato, tomato, six one way, half a dozen the other. I think it's going to be the biggest surprise because of just how well the secondary is hopefully going to play. David, you mentioned the fact that there are so many, so many new pieces and so many, so many young pieces. The fact that, what, Grant Haley was a rookie last year, so he has one year of experience. And besides him and Janoris Jenkins, everybody else is rel- is basically new. Sam Beal got all the – Is at least new to the Giants. Well, right, new to the Giants. Sam Beal got the mental reps last year. Luckily, Antoine Bethea played under the James Betcher system and blah, blah, blah. You can go through each individual player. I think they have the biggest upside. So the biggest upside with the secondary, I think, is going to cause the biggest surprise that, hey, this secondary is really good, and we're going to see a lot of coverage sacks. We're going to see a lot of James Betcher trusting his secondary more, so he's going to start blitzing more. I think we're going to see Alec Ogletree get some more QB hits and QB hurries this year because we're not going to want to put him in, a, in coverage as much. He has shown that a strength of his is rushing, is kind of rushing the passer and kind of getting inside, you know, a, A's and B gaps and getting to the quarterback. BJ Hill is heading into his second year. I think Dexter Lawrence is going to show some niftiness in getting to the quarterback. Lorenzo Carter is going into pass rushing this year with the plan. Marcus Golden is coming off of a year where he's recovering from an ACL surgery and he's back with James Betcher. So I'll, obviously these are all great things that I'm pointing out. So I think that's going to result in a surprise of our ability to pass uh, to rush the quarterback. 
So that's so I that's my surprise upside. I'll also give another surprise upside, and this is kind of both. Dave, you mentioned Sterling Shepard is the number one wide receiver on this team, and I could not disagree with you more. Golden Tate is the clear-cut wide receiver on this team. He is going to have more receptions than Saquon. It's going to go Golden Tate in terms of receptions. Golden Tate, Saquon, um, Shepard, everyone else. Angry. You know, that's I, and I don't think that's much of a hot take to say that that's going to be the order, you know, health, impending on health. I don't think that's a hot take to say that's going to be the finishing results of the season in terms of reception leaders. Golden Tate is very good. Golden Tate is an extremely reliable wide receiver. We talked about this with Nate Solder. What's the best ability? I have absolutely no idea where you're going with this, Justin. Okay. The best ability is availability, David. Thank you. Not to totally get into the Golden Tate splits and Golden Tate advanced analytics, because we're going to get to that, obviously, in our previewing the Giants episodes. But Golden Tate is going to really... I'm not going to venture into saying that he's going to get maybe Odell Beckham Jr. targets, but that's the role that he's going to carry with this team because I don't think Sterling Shepard is ready to take that huge step. Like I think people are projecting, when you say that Sterling Shepard is the number one wide receiver, that entails him getting close to Odell Beckham Jr. targets, which is 150, around approximately 150 targets every single year. That's a lot of targets. <laughs> and I don't think Sterling Shepard is ready for that. Um, I know for a fact Golden Tate is ready for that because we've seen it year after year with him, and he is an extremely reliable receiver. You mentioned Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate being carbon copies of each other. What's it going to be like having two slot receivers as your starting receivers heading into 2019? Hence why we think Cody Latimer is so important since you kind of have the two slot receivers. Both of them have showed an ability to play outside of the slot as well. They've shown that ability. I would venture to say Sterling Shepard maybe has shown more of an ability to play in the slot, but I'm not totally sold on that yet. We're going to have to see how much they work in training camp. So again, that's a thing to look out for in training camp. Who's playing the slot and how often? So there you go. Um, biggest hold your brakes. Offensive line. That is my biggest hold your brakes because we've seen it time after time. These guys haven't had the pads on yet. Our starting right tackle, Mike Remmers, our starting left tackle, or hopefully our starting right tackle, Mike Remmers, our starting left tackle, Nate Solder. They haven't even stepped foot on the football field yet to even work together, and they haven't even stepped on the field with pads. It is very difficult in today's NFL to gel quickly as an offensive line group, especially when you have so many new pieces because it's just not as much practice time as these guys used to get before the new CBA in, what, 2011? I think it was after the Giants won the Super Bowl, after the last lockout. It's just not the same. So I'm going to encourage for Giants fans to hold your brakes on how quickly the offensive line gels, and that also would include the secondary, even though I think the secondary has a higher upside than the offensive line, and that's my thoughts. Very nice, Justin. I didn't dance around that question, David. No, you didn't. I danced. I'll be honest, I danced. But I also had hours to think about it, and I threw you on the spot. Very true. I'm a bad guy. It's okay. Bad guy. 
What else, David? What else? Do we do we, do we want to talk about anything else? I feel like we we touched we touched on a lot right there. We did. I had a I had a question for you. Sure. Remember, I was I was gonna say. Oh, so we in the very beginning, and, and I know we don't want to spend a ton of time doing this. Uh, we you and I have discussed. We try very hard to stay away from the idea of you know predicting wins and losses, and I'm not doing that. Yeah. But I do think when you're when we're discussing the question marks and potential strengths and, and possible surprises of this, of this team somewhere in all that quarterback has to be discussed because quarterback is a discussion right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you mentioned, you think they're somewhere at six or seven. I said, I think the ceiling is 10. They could be as low as five. If I had to guess, I'm putting them somewhere right at eight. Just that's just a comp. It makes me comfy. It makes me feel good. Right. When you say six or seven, and again, I'm not getting into what games are we talking about? Where are we going to win? What I'm saying when you say six or seven, you know, I'm saying as many as eight. Who's who's quarterback in this team? That's such a great question. And frankly, you know, I don't I don't like to be a hot take. And I try, especially with the Yankees. Like there are some Yankee fans where it's like, oh, every game is the end of the world. Football, there is more of that, but also at the same time, you don't want to panic if your team is one and one or zero and two after two weeks, right, David? You don't no. want to panic. It's concerning, but. These first four games for the New York football giants this year and what they do and how they play, I think it's the most four and impo- most important games possibly in this franchise's history. Mm. You know, because Dan Schneier was on our podcast and he said it, it's he said it himself. Eli Manning is the most valuable player that this franchise has ever seen. Maybe not the most talented. Lawrence Taylor was the most talented. But in terms of just what Eli Manning has brought to this franchise, right? He's the best player, most val- maybe, well, yeah, most valuable because he's playing the most valuable position in sports. What he's brought to this franchise, nobody else before him has brought for this long. And we're possibly, to- you know, and we're having a conversation right now. David and I are having a conversation right now of when might he possibly be going out? Last year, there was not a question of when he might be going out because there just was not the next of kin. Now, since there's the next of kin, obviously, there's that question. So really, there's a few dates that you can throw out there, right? If it's doomsday after three games, then Daniel Jones is in there maybe ASAP, right? If it's possibly, you can also look at the Arizona game, and I believe that's week seven. And also, you can look at maybe... Oh, two weeks after the bye, because I know coming off of our bye, we have the Bears in Wrigley, and you don't want to start Daniel Jones as that's his first game. <laughs> Not Wrigley Field, just just. Did I say Wrigley Field? I said Wrigley. Oh, I got baseball in the brain. What, what the fuck? It's Soldier Field. Okay. Because you know someone someone's gonna say something. <sighs> no, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think we have that many haters. I think people would get a laugh at Thank that. You, Thank you, Curtis Riley. Oh, yeah, because Curtis Riley listens to this podcast. Guarantee you he does. He can't stay yeah, away. Curtis Riley is listening 30, however long, 30, 40 minutes into this podcast. He's, he's, like, Land- he's like Landon Collins talking about the Giants. He, he just he, he wants to stop, but he can't. I don't think he wants to stop. No, he doesn't. Right. He's obsessed. But, David, really, I- I'm not going to answer the question because, really, it would be hot take of me to do so. 
and it would be me it would that would entail me predicting the future but what i can tell you in my opinion is if three four games of the season it's doomsday we're going to see him quickly if it's not doomsday the cardinals game is the second date that's circled on the calendar and then if it doesn't happen after the cardinals game we might have to wait until one or two weeks after our bye week that's mm. that's the three scenarios that could happen and I think the most likely scenario is the third scenario. And that's what I think. I'm not going to say that's what I think will happen, but it, that's what I'm leaning towards. Right. He's going to get a few because, again, I see this team as a six, seven win team. So I think there will come a point where we're going to be like, all right, it's not going to happen. You know, wild card ain't going to happen. Division ain't going to happen. And, you know, we're, we'll get him in for a few games and we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's not what yeah, I hope I, I, mean, I, I asked <laughs> I asked the question and I don't have an answer myself for it. I was yeah. I was just curious because we were because we were throwing numbers around, so I was curious. Yeah. Um yeah, they they not they're not it's it's really impossible to say who who who's going who's gonna be in the center for what game. I, I think the only thing that we can really agree on is probably weeks one and two, you got Eli. Outside yes. of that, much past yes. that, I really have no idea. You're absolutely right. And that's guess what? Dallas is the game that's circled on the calendar. That's the game that I got on my brain right now. Absolutely. You don't have week one preseason on your brain? Um, yeah, I mean, I I did it for radio purposes, David. Yeah. God damn it. You know, you're such, you can be such an asshole sometimes. Yeah, you know. Condescending. All right, David, you have a, you have any final thoughts? I, I'm 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 bothering myself that I haven't given you a surprise. Because I, I told you who I think is going to be a standout. I think Evan Ingram is going to be a standout. And I'm worried about this. Not worried, but I'm I'm pumping my brakes on the secondary. I'm trying not to get, I'm trying not to get myself too excited about the secondary. Uh, defense as a whole. But I am excited about them. I, I'm struggling with a surprise, though. I, I want to be able to give you a surprise, and I, I don't think I can do it. Maybe next episode I'll have to let you know. Oh, you know another guy? John Jalapio. We, we didn't really see him much last year. I mean, we saw him a little bit, but... And the, the coaching staff is absolutely in love with him. Mm-hmm. They can't wait to have him on the field. Yeah, that's that's also that's also another name. So I just just that that that's a name, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna give any context. I, I've given context on previous episodes of why I think that he's gonna why I think he's gonna have a you know a, I'm gonna say a great season. I'm going to say a great season. He will be a top ten, top five center in the National Football League if he stays healthy this year. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. All right, so that's your thought. You're bothered that you can't give a surprise, and that's your final thought. My final thought is also, I brought up preseason. I am extremely excited for preseason. We're going to be doing stuff. No, I know. But no, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm announcing that. Oh, go ahead. We're going we're gonna to be – David and I will somehow be doing things. So during the away games, um, I will be working. You know, I'll be making – videos i'll be making clips and i'll be tweeting and everything like that i'll be working the games but when i i love to go to giants games i will not give that up i have david and i have regular season tickets we won't give that up i will be tweeting during the game i won't be making videos maybe somebody from the bleeding blue account can make videos maybe i can get somebody to do that if you're interested in maybe tweeting during the games let me know however carlos rodriguez will be Shout out to you, Carlos. He's uh, written some pretty cool blogs lately. He will be live tweeting during the games. But David and I, we're going to try to the best of our ability to have 
pregame shows, and that's not going to be on the Apple Podcast app. This is another reason to create a Twitter. This is another reason to follow us on Twitter and Instagram because we're, you know, when we do pregame shows and when we do a bunch of other stuff, we're not going to be doing it on the Apple Podcast app or any podcast platform, whichever platform you're listening to. So David and I, we're going to be, we're going to be doing stuff and we're going to be having a lot of fun and it will be at the stadium eight times a year or 10 times a year, hopefully even more, 10 times a year plus the postseason. Absolutely. Because we will have a home playoff game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and where's where's the Super Bowl this year? Tampa? Oh, God, we going, we going to Tampa? Is that what you're saying? If they go to, Justin, if they go to the Super Bowl, you and I are going to Tampa. There's no getting around it. Who's paying for that? Uh, one of our listeners will pay for it. Well, yeah, one of our listeners. Okay. Yeah. We'll get Cody Latimer. Cody Latimer's aunt. She'll pay oh, for it. Oh, shit. <laughs> we'll be a part of the Latimer family. Yeah. We'll be, we'll, I guarantee you, we'll call. We'll call tickets. Let's do it. Elijah Penny, we'll uh, we'll send him a shirt. They'll chip in, and in exchange, he'll send us to the Super Bowl. Naturally, it's it's the ultimate cost and benefit. <laughs> All right, so uh, you'll see us soon. You'll hear from us soon. I always promise that that people are going to hear from us. Oh, you'll hear from us next week, and <laughs> sometimes I lie. So I'm just yeah. gonna say you'll hear from us when you hear from us. We have some obviously very fun things planned, and we announced most of them. We still have some things under our sleeve, and that may come this Thursday. Eyebrow raise. I'm raising my eyebrows. Raising today. eyebrows. You you can't see it, but I'm raising my eyebrows in a suspicious, creepy way. All right. Um, really not on, uh, I'm the only one who has to see this. Keep on bleeding blue. Go Giants, go Giants, go Giants. And thanks for listening to what I think – it was a good episode, but it was kind of a mess as well. It was it was all over the place, but it was, it was totally, fine. It's totally, the it's totally fine. It's it's, to, it's totally us. Okay, yeah, goodbye. Yeah, stay beautiful. <laughs>